a good heel has no redeeming qualities whatsoever and makes you go, God, this guy, someone shut him up. Like the segment with the sword last week and the crowd were getting so restless. Like that's a good heel that makes people go, my goodness, I'm so sick of these guys. I wish someone would do something. Boom, McIntyre music, good reaction, treats the face. And that's what being a heel is all about. Not people saying, he's such a good heel. That means he's not. What's going on, guys? Rick Uccino here once again for the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. And my guest at this time, man, I know very well now. Man, you all know very well now. Pat McAfee has Aaron Rodgers. I have this man, former WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, joining us here again on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. How's it going, good sir? Oh, it's going absolutely amazing. The media for a few hours, been talking some day one, some WrestleMania, all sorts of other stuff. And now we got a chance to talk to yourself once again. Yes, absolutely. Always a pleasure to, to sit down and have these conversations. Uh, you're one of my favorite people to talk to. And uh, let, let's start right there with uh, with day one. Uh, you have a match coming up with uh, Madcap Moss. We'll get to that. But uh, based on, you know, everything you read out there, this is uh, this is being pegged as a, a major event for, for years to come now. This is going to be the first one, uh, hopefully the start of a traditional big New Year's Day event moving forward. Uh, kind of like WWE's version of a New Year's Day bowl game, I guess. You know, uh, what, what are your thoughts on this and getting to be a, a part of the uh, the first one? Yeah, I think it's an awesome idea I, you know, with everybody. I had a home looking for some entertainment. Now, if this becomes a yearly, yearly tradition, they've got day one to look forward to every year. This also makes me grateful um, that I gave up drinking a couple of years ago. <laughs> so I won't be incredibly <laughs> hungover on day one. So that's, that's a good a good thing as well. So for Madcap, I strongly suggest not going wild the night before and your big, first big match on a big pay-per-view because Drew's big size 14 is coming for your face. I was that, yeah, man, it's... I was literally going to ask a little bit later on if you were a big New Year's Eve party guy. We know you and Angela can do some damage on a Friday night, but it sounds like uh, you're going to be uh, this Friday night. You know, you're going to be a little bit more laid back. Yeah, it's also my wife's birthday, and oh. we tend to be in bed by you know ten, eleven o'clock when I'm home. Like we're the oldest young people in the world, uh, so we'll be doing some more day activities. I have the uh, Christmas loop starting on the 26th in Tampa, right through to the 30th. I'll be home on the 31st for her birthday. Love a fun day. Nice early night. Fly out to Atlanta. Unless we drive to Atlanta. I'm actually in Nashville now, so it's only four hours. Actually, officially right here. Here's your exclusive. I'm driving to Atlanta to take out Madcap. There we go. I've decided right now. There we go. What about back in the day? You know, were you a big uh, New Year's Eve party guy? Yeah. I mean, I was a big Tuesday party guy, Wednesday party guy, Thursday party guy. <laughs> Any excuse for a party, so absolutely. And New Year's. What's your, what's your best New Year's Eve uh, party story? Oh, my goodness. I don't, I don't even know. There's been so many. Um, I mean, in Tampa, there was a few fun ones, uh, for sure. I remember my first uh, New Year in America. It was in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, when I first moved. I was 22, and I remember being out, and suddenly everybody broke into Auld Lang Syne. You know, the song should all acquaintance be forgot. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and I just stopped and went, oh, my goodness. Like, nobody knew who I was at the time. I was in this random bar, and I was like, are they doing this for me? Is it That song's <laughs> written by a famous Scottish poet called Robert Burns, who's from the same town as me in Scotland, and it's a Scottish thing. We sing that. I did not realize it was a worldwide thing, oh, especially nice. in America. So I was just there enjoying my night, and midnight hits, and everybody breaks into Auld Lang Syne, and it blew my mind. I was like, 
wow, this is just for me. Turns out everybody <laughs> does it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's talk about uh, Mr. Mad Cat Moss. Uh, this is a guy that has uh, a lot of talent. Um, you know, I, I think a guy who has a, a lot of potential, even though nowadays he's he's cutting bad jokes. But uh, this is obviously some guy, somebody who's not a joke inside the ring. Um, you know, what do you think about uh, Mad Cat Moss in, in all seriousness? And uh, what are you looking forward to in this matchup with him at uh, day one? Yeah, I'm excited that he's been given the opportunity now on the big stage um, to do something. Um, and he's 100% committed to the part. Himself and Corbin are fully invested in the characters. That's why it works. Uh, the jokes are terrible, but their reactions to the jokes are hilarious. So over the top. I love it. But at the same time, they're both such incredible high-level athletes. And people kind of know about Corbin's background, know what he's capable of. But they don't know much about Madcap unless you follow, you know, NXT and the NXT Combine. When they had those events, like who's the best athlete? He crushed everybody every time. Uh, such a high-level stud of an athlete. Been set back with a couple of big injuries to his knee and his Achilles, but never let it slow him down. Fought back every time, came back bigger, stronger, more jacked, but also stronger mentally. I know what it's like to get hurt, especially when you're on a roll. And I know like where he's at physically and I know where he's at mentally and he's got his big opportunity and a few people I can see on the social media, like who was doing this match against Madcap or whatever, or, go, this isn't a match that should be on there. Anyone that feels that way, uh, and hopefully you don't, are going to learn a thing or two about Drew McIntyre on a big stage, as you should know already, but also what Madcap's truly capable of. And we're going to give them a match they're going to be talking about for a long time. Is he somebody that's kind of uh, reached out to you, you know, backstage kind of asking, you know, some advice, especially, you know, coming back from an injury and something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's somebody who does ask questions. He's got a great attitude, a great work ethic, um, which does exist now, but not as much as it used to, uh, which is a bit disappointing. But, you know, he does have that um, work ethic that's amazing to see. He does ask questions. He wants to get better. And, um, yeah, I mean, I can just think of something recently where he was just full of questions and I was really in a hurry to get somewhere, but I was so impressed with so many questions. I was happy to spend my time with him before I had to rush off. But yeah, he's got the right attitude. He's a student of the game. I just want to know why he, he feels the need to wear a belt and suspenders. I don't know why, but that is just one of the things that always sticks it's, out to me when he's out there. It's he, yeah. insane. Uh, exactly. It's he. That's why he does it. So he gets it. Like, that's the thing about, you see Corbin and Madcap. They're not trying to be cool. No one's going to point at them and say, like online, they're such great heels. If somebody says he's such a great heel, it means he's a bad heel. It means you like something about them. A good heel has no redeeming qualities whatsoever and makes you go, God, this guy, someone shut him up. Like the segment with the sword last week and the crowd were getting so restless. Like that's a good heel that makes people go, my goodness, I'm so sick of these guys. I wish someone would do something. Boom, McIntyre music, good reaction, treats the face. And that's what being a heel is all about. Not people saying, he's such a good heel. That means he's not. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the, the sword and the uh, stone, excuse me, the sword and the table there. Uh, how difficult was that to, to nail that spot when you had to, when you had to slam Angela down into the table like that? Uh, I'm just glad it, glad it worked. It did cross my mind for a brief second prior to uh, rolling live that we don't exactly have an abundance of tables. I can start shoving swords through. <laughs> so uh, it did cross my mind, man, my character can go a whole different direction if this doesn't go to plan. And images of like, McIntyre, the guy that screws everything up, which we've seen in the past with certain characters <laughs> historically in WWE. So I knew I had to make it count. And I know when we, we go live, 
that thing was going through one way or another, I would have snapped it in half, which might have been cool as well. Like uh, I remember we did a segment with Lashley and I, where I was going to slam the sword through the table um, as we were doing the contract signing. And, you know, I did a little rehearsal. Obviously, I had to look at the situation and I didn't use, uh, you know, Angela for that set, that rehearsal. And I slammed the prop sword into the table and it did not break. It just made a hole. And I was like, man. And they were like, you want to do it again? I went, you know what? When I'm live, that's going through the table one way or another. And sure <laughs> enough, it did. So I'm always relying on the fact that when the red light goes on, I make things happen. <laughs> Very, very nice. Uh, so again, uh, this matchup with Madcap coming up at day one. Again, this is uh, New Year's, a new start. Uh, new Year's resolutions, always a, a big thing for everybody for the 10th year in a row. I got lose weight on the top of my list. Uh, but, uh, you know, what would Drew McIntyre's New Year's resolutions be for, for WWE? What are you hoping to accomplish uh, in 2022? I mean, I just want to stay on the path I'm on right now. I, I've had the same attitude for the past few near, years now that served me well as I treat every day like day one. Um, I always give it, you know, 100%. I always assume that everyone doesn't know who I am, doesn't know what I'm capable of in the ring, on the microphone, during an interview, especially if they don't follow the product. And I want to, you know, perform for the people that know me, but also those that don't know me and keep reinforcing, um, you know, who I am and always being on top of my game. Um, specific goals, I mean, I'm going to eventually fix the universal title. That's the obvious one. Right, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. the inevitable goal. I ain't trying to rush there either. You know, I'm just trying to keep on the path I'm on, growing that momentum. I can hear the crowds getting louder every week like they were leading up to WrestleMania in 2020, which is cool. I'm kind of reestablishing Drew McIntyre on SmackDown. Um, outside the ring, uh, I've got big goals. Get that UK pay-per-view that I mention every time. Like, I'm going to make it happen one way or another. Speak I'm it not, into existence, Drew. Not Speak shut it up until existence. it happens. And then when it <laughs> finally happens, I'll be like, there we go. If you say something enough, it finally happens. And uh, continuing my work outside the ring with WWE, that's what became very important to me. As you know, through WWE, you get such a great opportunity to make a real difference. Um, be it, you know, with Special Olympics, where I was named, um, you know, an ambassador for Special Olympics, which was really cool. Um, last week we started um, the community uh, projects in Dallas. You know, whenever we do a big show, a special WrestleMania, we want to make a difference to the community. I got to go to the North Texas Food Bank and learn about what they do there, and it was staggering the difference they make. You know, when I heard some of the numbers there, the eight hundred thousand homes, including three hundred thousand kids living in food insecure households, like it really took my breath away. That was just North Texas, yeah. and hearing things like one dollar donation can provide three meals, and those, my goodness, we need to spread the word as much as we possibly can, make a difference where we can in that area, but also in as many areas as possible. So whenever I get the opportunity to do something like that, that's what it's all about. That's what's real to me, and that's what's important in twenty twenty two. Yeah, my, my regular day job is is doing news uh, for 700 WOW in Cincinnati. And yeah, you, you, you wouldn't believe that. I mean, in Cincinnati area as well, and food banks all across the country right now, I mean, they're, they're, they're pinching because inflation is up and the, the cost to, to help a family is, I don't, I don't know the percentage, but it's a lot higher this year than it has been. So, you know, doing those kind of, uh, raising that kind of awareness, you know, is, is absolutely huge right now, especially uh, around the holidays. Um, yeah. Is, is that doing that kind of work? Is that one of the things that kind of, you know, 
keeps keeps the fire going in you with the, your career in WWE. Your guys has been doing this a long time now. Uh, you've you've reached the mountaintop. You've accomplished you know main event WrestleMania, won the WWE Championship, held that belt for pretty much a year. Um, you know all the main goals ticked off uh, for you. Royal Rumble winner. You know what else kind of helps keep that that fire going and that drive going as you continue your your WWE career. Uh, I mean. I just love it so much. Uh, that's what it really comes down to. Like, I've not lost the passion I had for it whatsoever. Like, maybe when I was, I, before I got fired the first time, you know, I wasn't giving it my all, but the passion and the love of this industry was still there, and it doesn't take much to keep me going, no matter what I'm able to achieve. You know, this is the thing that I've always loved since I was a kid, the thing I always will love, and I love everything that I do on screen um, and on the television. But yeah, the, the, the opportunities outside the ring, that's something that came into my life, especially since I reached, um, you know, becoming WWE champion and more opportunities came my way to make a difference. And that's what it's all about. I keep saying, just give me, give me everything. If it makes a difference, if it makes somebody smile, I tell my friends that as well. Just if I can make a difference anywhere, let me know. I just got a message about, um, you know, a kid having a difficult time they can't get um, home for Christmas stuck in the ICU that's four and really like, is this okay? I was like, I keep telling you just if I can make a difference or make anyone smile, please send it to me. Cause that's what really doesn't just make me feel good. Like it like brings a huge smile to my face. I hear about how it made them smile and I'm like, trust me, as much as they smile, I'm smiling twice as big. That's, that's really cool. That's yeah. That's, I, I don't even know. There's nothing I can really add to that. That's just a, a really, really cool thing.